היי, צילי. Hello, everybody, היי, ציפ. היי. תמר, תמר סופר. תמר סופר is in charge of the adult education in the Tel Aviv Museum. Tel Aviv Museum is celebrating his 90th birthday this year, and it's considered one of the best museums all over the world, right. no, Tamar? Yes. Yes, it's been in the list of the top 100 uh, most visited museums for, I think this is the third year or fourth year, and we, uh, yes, we're a good, big, good museum. Yeah. So one of the one of the celebrations for the museums, um, CP and I visited the museum and you had a great event with four short films that were created especially for the museum's birthday. And trace the history and, of the yes, museum. So one movie was about the original like the the birth of the museum and one uh, movie was about the the gift from Peggy Guggenheim who gave a big gift to the museum many years ago through, through then, what looks like a, a lover no with a, we, with no, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it later <laughs> and then one and he was, was not like Robert Redford one was nice devoted to, to the foyer and right. one was devoted for the outside of right. the museum which is a great idea right Tamari how did you get to this what did you do tell us take us a little and bit the foyer and the outside hand. well the, the project started with our museum director Tanya Cohen-Uzieli who uh, had this idea. She, she was the one who brought up the, our 90th birthday celebration. One, I think it was one of the first things she did when she, when she was appointed the director of the museum. She gathered all of us, uh, all of our, uh, the heads of departments, and she said, let's start thinking about this. This was about two, three years prior to, the, to our 90th birthday. And she had some ideas about how she thought would be uh, a good way to celebrate our 90th birthday because um, we'll probably talk about it in a minute, but the Tel Aviv Museum of Art is um, very intertwined with its history, with the history of the Israeli state. Mm -hmm. And um, so many things happened here, uh, which the public, the general public doesn't always know about. And these are things uh, she really wanted to talk about. And between uh, all the many projects and things that uh, Tanya wanted to, to bring to light, uh, she thought of, uh, of uh, uh, having a collaboration with filmmakers. Her initial idea wasn't this project, the project th that, that it became. Her initial, her initial idea was just having uh, some sort of uh, reaching out to maybe a documentarist or, or someone in the field of cinema and having a, a, a documentary or even a feature film made about the museum. That was the initial idea, but it was very clear from the get-go that we needed some kind of partners because we knew we know how to do exhibitions. We know how to talk about art. We don't know how to talk about cinema. We don't know how to make cinema. Um, so uh, she did a few things, Tanya. The first things she did was uh, create a team. She put me in charge from the museum. She, she's, she's been in charge all along, obviously. She, she was very, very much involved in this project. But uh, I was the liaison and the, the manager from the museum for this project. Um, she, uh, we reached out to someone from the uh, world of cinema, Nomi Michaeli, uh, who was the head of the uh, Israeli Academic Academia for Cinema. I'm not sure how if I'm translating it. Probably not translating it correctly. Correctly, sorry. Um, and uh, Nomi and I began, uh, and, and Tanya, we began searching for a partner in the cinematic world, in the world of film. 
uh, we had, this was all during COVID, all during Corona, so everything was done via Zoom. Uh, we had a few Zoom meetings with a few uh, uh, cinema funds in Israel. I have to say that the first fund we met with, after after them, we met with, they were the best. So uh, they, they, we really, they really understood us, we really understood them. We had a very good click with them. This was the Israeli, this is this, the Israeli oh. uh, cinema television fund. Yes, and the, which were amazing partners to work with. Amazing. And they brought out they they brought forward the idea because it it was always going to be tricky to have a documentary film about the museum which the museum wants to pay for. It's very dangerous that it becomes a, a how do you say seven down You know. It's not it's, a documentary. It didn't, it didn't, it's didn't interest us yeah. to have a commissioned film. Right, this is what yeah. we were searching. We really did want to offer uh, a, a, a variety of views for the museum and not something which was uh, perceived as some kind of promo for the museum. This, this didn't right. interest anybody. So once we uh, we uh, joined forces with the uh, with the uh, Israeli uh, Cinema and Television Fund, they uh, started doing things by the book, by, by the book for the Ministry of uh, Culture in Israel. They get their uh, money from there. They gave uh, part of the money, a big part of the uh, money to fund this project. The museum gave, uh, the city of Tel Aviv, municipality of Tel Aviv gave. So we kind of started gathering our funds to understand what we can do with them. And they suggested the idea of um, reaching out to the general public of film directors and filmmakers and offering them one year opening up our museum and seeing what comes out of it, um, which was such an interesting uh, 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 way to go about things. We started out with, uh, with having a publication in the newspaper and in, and in social media, calling uh, directors to come and see. We had a few meetings here open to the public and anyone who wanted to come and listen. And we gave them a few pointers of things we find interesting. And it was about, I think, maybe two or three months of tens of directors with little cameras and ideas going to through our archives and our, meeting our, uh, our uh, curators and, and different people from the museum. And people, it, it's always very, very interesting to see behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, in institutions like museums and like like these canonic uh, institutions, and so I think I I must have met at this point uh, during these months maybe 150 directors wow. with potential uh, with potential ideas, and then they had to submit something to to the uh, to the to the fund to, and they had to submit it in the it, it's, the submission is very very difficult because they had to submit. Um, how do you say to conceive? I'm sorry about my English. Well, budget and synopsis. Budget, a budget that's and the people involved and what the idea. Exactly. They had to direct those statements. The crew, everything. And I think we got maybe 60 offers, concrete wow. offers with budgets and everything. Wow. And then we started to, uh, the, 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 the work of choosing out of the 60 offers 
and which, Japan, which so is a bar. You guys made the, the choice to, uh, from, uh, of these four films that we finally saw. It's, uh, it's, more, it's a bit more complicated than that because this is Dorit Inbar. So, so you know Dorit? She's a, she's Dorit Inbar she is amazing. Very well. She's the head she's of the She's amazing. Fund. I mean, the, the yes. working with her and her fund. Right. These are people... Uh, uh, really amazing amazing partners with them and also there. very knowledgeable very professional so professional so knowledgeable so uh, you know she just does the work and she doesn't her and all her staff she has an amazing staff yes uh, and they um they they have to have to go by the rules of the ministry of culture right. meaning it's not that they choose they have uh, anonymous selectors they they submit all the films to uh, anonymous lectors. The lectors are lectors chosen by the Ministry of Culture. They all have something to do with the with cinema. They're either directors or people in the academia or, or anything like that. But they all to do with cinema. And each film is seen by at least two lectors, and then they add up the points and they each uh, choose. To, uh, I think they have to choose between them twenty films. So the first, uh, uh, the first part was the lectors chose out of the 50 or 60, 20 films. Afterwards, uh, we got to see all the presentations and all the ideas, even those that the lectors didn't choose. And we, we think they made the right choices, that we, we agreed with the lectors. But out of the 20, we then had, uh, again, this was all done via Zoom. Uh, we then we had a meeting. Uh, and um, at this by this point, we already understood that it wasn't enough, this duo, it wasn't enough the museum and the uh, cinema fund. We needed a third uh, participant in this uh, in this uh, triangle. Uh, we needed a production company. So at the, by this point, we'd already chosen our production company. We worked with uh, Shula and Dana Fokot, Shula Spiegel, who was a, uh, and, um, and her- uh, yeah, so many. again, best, uh, the best uh, producers in town. I, I really say that they had such a good uh, experience with them. Right. So professional. Tamari, Tamari, so, uh, I would like to talk about the films. Um, yes. Um, tell us a little bit about each film. So the four films chosen, we had uh, four films, and it was interesting because two were historical, and two were based on uh, places, on physical spaces. Um, the first film uh, called uh, A Tale Beginning uh, with Three Rooms is a film by uh, Arnon Goldfinger. Arnon Goldfinger is, I think, probably out of all the directors we worked with, uh, the most well-known and the most accomplished. He's a, he a teacher. He was really very major part in the Israeli television. You know. Yes, yes, you know, he, he's a, he's an important uh, player in the in the Israeli film and television scene, and, and he uh, uh, his film is very um, his style. He has a very very unique, identifiable style. It's always narrated by him. It's always his voiceover. It's always in uh, in he's talking as if about himself. This film deals with Meir Dizengoff. Yes. Mayor Dizengoff was the first mayor of Tel Aviv, and um, Mayor Dizengoff, bec um, partly uh, because his wife, uh, who, who had passed away, Tina. Uh, Tina, sorry? 
Sina. We were born Sina. in Sina. We were grew up in Sina Square. In her. Uh -huh. We are the Sina girls. <laughs> <laughs> one tall, one short. <laughs> you can guess who is. But thank so God. She loved art. art. Sina loved art. And uh, Mayor Dizengoff decided he wanted to have a museum in Tel Aviv because that's what a new city needs. It needs culture, it needs a museum. He didn't have any funds, he didn't understand anything about art. So he decided to open the museum in his attic. And in his attic, he oh, bought what he thought yeah. was good art. He bought a reproduction of uh, uh, Michelangelo's David, a reproduction of uh, Donatello's <laughs> David, a reproduction. He bought all these like souvenirs. But what, yeah. This was the museum. Like I and, do, I don't have money, so I have a production of Picasso. Yes, he has the best work. These are masterpieces. So this is, uh, and this was in, uh, in uh, 32, 1932. Um, exactly at the same time, in a different place in uh, Germany, uh, Dr. Karl Schwarz, who was a very, very important Jewish uh, artistic scholar, had just opened the Jewish uh, Museum in Berlin. He had opened it, and I think maybe three weeks later, the Nazis came into power and he understood he has nothing to look for in, in Berlin anymore. He understood very quickly he needs to, to run away. And he reached out. He didn't know this ago, but he reached out because a friend of a friend had told him he reached out and he um, and said, you, maybe you're looking for someone who understands something in art. And Dizengoff said, yes, come along. We just opened the museum. So Dr. Karl Schwarz took himself with all his uh, very German family and uh, came to uh, Tel Aviv which was not Tel Aviv of today in 1932 and went to visit the museum and I think probably got very, very frightened because this was not a museum. This was the attic in a private home of someone who understands absolutely Imagine nothing. Imagine him coming in with his suit and probably butterfly, his... butterfly, tie. Like my father. Like my father, yeah. right. And they, they, by the way, he and everybody I knew from Berlin, like my father, never changed. Very Never changed. Berlin. Uh, I think if you see the film, that's probably the tragedy. I think that's maybe the, the, the most touching part of the film. Uh, Karl Schwarz, he then, he, he continued to make the museum into a museum, start collecting real works of art. He reached out to his friends in Germany uh, who really wanted to try to get away from the war and couldn't, but he got their uh, their collections and he started making a museum. The museum we have today is based on the collections he collected. Uh, but Maybe some after, of the collectors didn't, didn't survive, right? Most of the collections, collectors didn't survive. Most of the collectors wrote to him and telling him, we have these collections, please take them, save them. Can you maybe please save us as well? And he couldn't save them, but he could save the collections. This was something which was very um, heartbreaking to him. He, he it, it was very, very, it was obviously a very, very difficult time uh, it, everywhere in Europe, especially, but also here in Israel. Uh, but the thing is, was after the Second World War and after the Israeli state uh, declared a, uh, 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 not yet after it started to uh, to uh, to become more of a nationality uh, he was pushed it was try they tried to push him out but at some point i think he understood that he wasn't relevant anymore right he understood that this that is, is a new place a new place I, I just want to tell you now what do you mean not relevant um I did a research for a film about the Berliners, and I had a meeting with somebody from Berlin in a, in a coffee house in Ebenvirol. 
and street. you know street it's near the robin square robin you know i came he was sitting with the back to the street the back to the street holding the the jerusalem post or new york times as i told you dressed you know with with a suit and a, tie, a butterfly tie he was completely out nothing to do with the, you know what surrounded him it was yeah it was very touching and he was like 70 right but he laid the, you know he laid out the foundation of the yes. Tel Aviv museum and not the... only did he lay down the foundation the film and Alon's film ends with this uh, a few years later in 1948 the Israeli state was declared we're the only state in the world which was ever declared from the museum the declaration of independence when you see Ben Gurion saying the words it's from the Tel Aviv Museum of Art right. and the works in the background are all works which he brought to the museum they're still and hanging in Jewish art art mainly right mainly mm -hmm. Jewish artists yes it's only but all German what? German or European German European mainly not Jewish not, not only but mainly Jewish yeah. right so it's a it's a very touching it, it really is an amazing film so that was a, that's the first film in our uh, in our four short films. Um, as I said, we have two films about uh, about people or directors and two films about places. The second film is about a place, uh, our uh, main foyer in the museum. Uh, this building, which I'm sitting in now in a very shabby office, yeah. but the galleries and the the, the public spaces are. are <laughs> much nicer and the uh, this building is the fourth third third or fourth building of the museum because the museum was born in the Dizengoff uh, house and then moved to Helena Rubinstein in the middle there was a, a small place in Dubnov Street and the third building was the the main wing of the museum today the not the the um the Paulson wing uh, which is the main building which was opened in the beginning of the 70s. And the entrance to the museum has a very, very big foyer. Now this foyer is the entrance to the museum. You have to go through it when you walk into the museum. And since the 70s up until today, it's had so many changes. And the second film called The Foyer, filmed by uh, Ronnie Katzenelson and uh, Michal Luminel, uh, is about the foyer, about its changes and I think what's interesting in it for me is the fact that it's not a gallery space, but it is a space where art hangs. And it is also a place where uh, people meet and they decide where to go. And it's kind of an everything place. Uh, each grand opening for any exhibition is always held there. Whenever we have our uh, annual gala or uh, celebration for anything, that's the space. It's a space which holds both art both, uh, and uh, and there were times where it had exhibitions, not just the permanent collections, but also exhibitions and many different types of events. And on a very regular basis, it's where the educational groups meet. You have children sitting there. You have uh, the elderly going to a guided tour. Everything happens there. And you have Lichtenstein. And, time. What, and you have Roy Lichtenstein? Yeah, the, the, the uh, permanent works of art there is a huge work by Roy Lichtenstein. It was a fantastic work. story, how it, how it started and how yeah. it came and how he you know, painted it. And it's like really um, almost 
dominating the space. Mm -hmm. In a way, yeah, it was two two out of the three permanent works there, the two most important prominent dominant ones are the very big uh, Liechtenstein painting and we had a, we have a very big uh, painting uh, by no, no installation by um oh I forgot the name uh, 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 Yaakov Agam sorry by uh, Yaakov Agam so the both both artists yeah, are you signed for life sorry <laughs> did you sign with him that it will stay there for life forever ah, for eternity for eternity yeah yeah says that that's what was signed with him, but uh, the courts decided differently. Wow. Uh, we're not, uh, we don't have to, it's, a, it's an issue, that work of art. I, I think Tanya, Tanya is interviewed in that film in context to what she thinks sh should happen there next. Also, Tanya, and uh, both Tanya and Mira, Mira is uh, Mira Pidot, our head curator. Um, this is the film that they're both um, interviewed in. And I think they both have the same, kind of thought about the future, not maybe taking anything down from the things that are there, but maybe adding. There are no uh, uh, representations of women there, right. uh, of, uh, of uh, Mizrach, Mizrahi uh, Jews, only like a very white You said there are three. The third one is a, is a work by Danny Caravan. Right. Not uh, Danny Caravan's most important work, and it's, it's I think that maybe if if they were to take something down, it would probably be that because uh, Danny Caravan maybe we put something instead by Danny Caravan, but not I don't know. Right. Of the director. Right. And yeah, that's the second one. It's very nice that it's ongoing. The, why did you do the outside? The, the fourth museum, the Museum Plaza, it's called the Museum Plaza, uh, was actually something which. Uh, right at the get-go was very, very important to Tanya and to uh, Nomi, my uh, co-manager for this project. Um, the Trying to understand, we, we really we really search for a film which talks about um, is the museum a, a, a lone island or does it have any connection or communication with the outside world. The film, the Museum Plaza is a no, very different- More than the not outside world, but specifically, you know, yes. to the Israeli uh, population with well, everything that's connected to it. It's important the museum, to that in Tel Aviv, people use this space for no, demonstrations, right. for gathering, not only for shows or for art. Right. And it's a very active space. Right. Um, it's a very active cultural community right. with all the buildings around it, with the library and with the theater and with the opera house. But and the, across the street is the army. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the, the museum plaza It's called the museum plaza, but it's a plaza which connects on one side the museum, on another side uh, a, a library, on the third side are uh, a court, what? the courts. And on the fourth side, the yeah, the army. Right. So you have there a kind of symbiosis which doesn't make any sense, except if you live Perfect in Israel. For demonstrations exactly that takes place now. This is yeah, scary times. I, I don't know. I have to think about it, but it's almost the struggle and the conflict that we witness now it, that's with it, the government. It's exactly for the now. new government. It's really it's, it's a kind of. 
area which I think a, a kind of a heterotopy which can never take place anywhere but here because right. the connection between the army, the courts, the museum, the books, the library, the spoken word, the written word really doesn't make any sense, the, the, these four, and here it does. Yeah, and here it kind of works, which is why this plaza is a place for so many demonstrations from all of the political and also it's a very big space and it can hold all the people we don't have yeah. many but it's really embodied you know so much of our values which are now threatened yeah uh when you say our values whose values do you mean we did was we were not born today and what's happening today maybe is the Silly said before, you know, it started before, much before, but we still thought that this country is based on values, right? And about institutions that we don't want to touch because... No, but Tamar is right, because the values are different. For... Maybe that those are your values and my values and Silly's values, but I don't think it's the values of most of the I don't think except, I, No, I do believe that except maybe the ultra-religious, we shared a lot of values with the religious, um, what used to be Mafdal, you know, the more... Well, we're, we're going to have to wait and see. I don't know, that's very... These are scary times. I'm very afraid. Scary. Very scary. And you know, you may have an exhibition or a painting that we saw in another small museum there on Ramat Gan that people will think not only take down, but if you don't, we're just going to close it or, or you know, ask well, you that's to what happened. It. The Ramat Gan Museum is the first to close. That's what happened. No artist in Israel will, ex no, no real artist will exhibit there. N never, N no, not until never be the, the, the law has changed for a real exhibition. Um, not in the, ne the next few years. No, I don't think so. I don't know. The, the, uh, the, the, the only way is if they manage to uh, pass laws here, uh, which will uh, take out any uh, option for political people to uh, meddle in artistic decisions. Unless that happens, keep going. No artists need to go forward they will not stop look at the, what they did to Yar Garbus it was a complete lynch he's walking like mad work. you know it's unbelievable how many produced since then he's exhibited he's not exhibited the need to create is like the passion is there what's going on now can be a very a good soil for a lot of work you know for artists yes. for writers for someone said someone just said that I don't remember who just said that that he thinks that uh, this political climate is the best climate for Very good real. Uh, for our... But I, I don't know. I, I would rather like you know, gay people have rights than uh, artists. Well, it will be interesting now to um, bring back uh, Dorit in Bar. Well, I think she she was the one who picked up the new film that the government now asking them to give back the money. You know the film. Yeah, that they, they, that. Was, oh yeah. They did, you know, they did the, you know, I, I they covered know. they covered a film about four uh, teenager Palestinian teenager Palestinian were, were arrested because right. they threw stones at the soldiers and so, the way they arrested them, you know, small kids. And, and now the new government wants the the people the the producer. producer to give back the, the money, money to the government. Right. So although it's a documentary, it's not a manipulative for you know whatever. But mm -hmm. uh, so what I'm saying is that some artists will do self-censorship. It's already 
happened before. You know, all this. It's change. already happening. It's not that it's something oh, in the future. You know, with all the Kotler and then Vaxman. I can feel it here. Powerful. It's happening. Yeah. The self-censorship is happening. Uh, you know, even you know, we're talking about Marina Abramovich coming, maybe coming right. to the museum. But what works of art will, uh, this is not the museum, uh, the television museum, at least not at this point, won't self-censor. But I can already feel that. But she has nudity. So how will the Israeli public? Uh, now, we, we are a strong enough institution to withhold, at least for now. But the small institutions, they can't afford it. Yeah, they also, can't. you know what you just talked about, uh, this film, which is now out, and they had to change the poster. And it's not the first time. But you know, it says distributor will change the poster. So, um, yeah, but, but in most countries, those kind of extreme stress and government pressure, we did produce great art, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. So that's, that's what the, the, uh, the, the film, the plaza before the museum tries to, to kind of touch upon. It does it in a very different style. It, it's a, a bit more uh, um, maybe video arty in its feel. It, it's much less narrative than uh, uh, regular uh, documentaries. And it tries to give a kind of uh, overview about the connection between this specific plaza, the museum, and again, all these institutions, the outside world, all the different, many times you see there for uh, demonstrations, you're not really sure if they're from the right, from the left, and it doesn't really matter at some point. They're just, yeah. all seems the same. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's wonderful that they host this kind of, uh gathering of people to voice their ideas you know so you voice it in a different way you can voice your voice you know through art and piece of a, a painting or through a video art like the, the, the you know the museum shows a lot of video arts also but then you can also you know have you have to express what you think through demonstrations so it's really fantastic area. an education for adult what do you do what do you include in adult education? Well, we have, first of all, we have our day-to-day, uh, -day, our bread and butter, which are the courses. We have many courses here for adults. We have, this year we have, I think, almost 4,500 people coming uh, each month to, to hear courses in different topics in art and see our exhibitions with guided tours and anything around that, uh, either uh, fashion, just regular courses. This is part of the job. And the other part is anything uh, which has to do with programming at the museum, uh, either gallery talks, meetings with uh, artists. This month, for example, we have a new exhibition. You're very welcome. If you haven't seen it yet, you have to come uh, by, uh, about Marian. Well, my name is Marian, amazing exhibition. Excellent. about a Holocaust survivor uh, artist. And the, the end of this month is the uh, International uh, Holocaust Day. So we're having a spoken word event. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to go. Holocaust spoken word Marian event, but that, for example, is one of the projects we're doing. Uh, uh, I don't know, we have uh, really many things. We just had this huge weekend uh, celebrating yeah. our 90th birthday. So that was part of the those kind of things is the other part of my job. It's a great museum. You have great uh, shows and exhibition and everybody's invited. Where can everybody see the movies? We are going to uh, have a, 
and uh, uh, between the 9th and 11th of February, uh, oh, sorry, next week we're opening an exhibition here called in Hebrew, the Munu Museum. I'm not sure how it's translated to English, probably imagine, imagine a museum. It's a performance exhibition. It's going to be a month and a half of uh, performance pieces. So again, everyone welcome. Uh, in the middle, between the 9th and the 11th of February, we're going to have a small mini uh, film festival with documentaries about uh, museums all over the world. And part of the, uh, uh, the mini festival will be these films as well. So that's one place which will take place really very, very soon. And I'm sure we're going to have screenings quite soon and maybe even put them in the galleries and uh, hopefully you'll be able to see them also in different places in Israel, not just here. Oh, so you're, so you're not going to use uh, TV, the platform, to show it? Uh... We we want to. We're trying to reach out to uh, to a few, uh, uh, to Cannes, uh, to right. which one some places, right. the Cinematex. It it, you know, in the beginning, I was really, I told Silly, before I came, I was afraid it would be a promotion thing, and it was absolutely not. It was very engaging, very touching, and very enlightening. There was so Very much. Very happy you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. You should tell the Excellent people, everybody. You know, we, we can tell Dorito. Unbelievable how, uh, you know, in Shula, and we, you know, it's the people you gathered are really the top of the top. It's unbelievable. They really are. And they all came with the best, uh, okay. with everything. They gave everything. Yes. yes. Happy yes. 90th birthday. Happy 90th birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I feel young. Everybody, I, you I know. hope we will reach this age like your mother. My mother is more. Is more. Thank you too. Her grandmother is even more. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh. My grandmother is 90, just just had her 96th birthday. Yeah. Oh my God, touch wood. Damari, uh, so thank you. Thank you so thank much. You everybody. It was really very... Go to the museum. Yeah, great. Bye, thank Rachel. you so much for having me. Thank you, everybody Bye. who came. <laughs>